May I have your attention, please? For your safety and comfort, this podcast operates a no-banter policy. The next train to arrive at Platform 1 is not a Premier League service. Please do not board this train. The next train tearing through Staffordshire past Platform 14 is the Flying Timer. Fullbacks are advised to keep running as this train does not stop here. Passengers at Stoke-on-Trent looking to board the 1863 Piss the League Voyager service are advised to wait patiently. All hopes, dreams, optimism and general fun in the direction of Nottingham have been cancelled. A replacement manager service will be announced shortly. Listeners to the Wizards of Drivel are advised to stay on until the end of the podcast, where this sort of shit terminates. (laughs) Oh, welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Now we've got many rhymes here, so literally choose your favourite one. Let's go with... Ozzy and Wilmot for Collins, who's gone? It's episode number 241. We've got 10 points before August is done. It's episode number 241. Or you can have a suitably depressing one. One day we'll be dead and gone, which is very depressing. (laughs) Welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Thank you, Dave, for what was a wonderful introduction there. And what a weekend, gentlemen, it has been. Fans are back, screaming at the top of their lungs as heroes return. I am, of course, talking about CM Punk's return to professional <laughs> wrestling after a seven-year absence. But similarly, fans at the Bet365 Stadium also got to see the return of something not seen in years. Stoke Alona, perhaps? Ooh, joining me to discuss what has been a really decent week for our football club. You heard him there in the little introduction, David. How are you? <laughs> Tom, what noise would you like to say? I don't know. Something composed. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, and someone who will not be composed in any of this podcast. Tony, your adoptive son has become the hero of the town. How do you feel? Now I've had the time of my life No, I've never felt like this before I told you he was good <laughs> Do you feel vindicated? Because I, I really, really hope hope you do Of course, what a week Stoke City yesterday beating Nottingham Forest 1-0 um, And then in midweek Also beating those little sea swans 3-1, which, I mean, are, my predictions have completely gone out the window this season and I feel a fool for being so pessimistic. Um, some three-word reviews from you, the people. We've got uh, Forest going down, New Stoke now, Feel Good Factor, We Like Backheels, Love This Team, Josh Timon Masterclass, Absolutely Freaking Brilliant, Back Five Immense, Rail Replacement ser- Service, uh, Tymon hates trees. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've Tony's sung a song, Dave's made a noise, and Tom was very composed. Um, but we'll, I mean, we'll probably mainly speak about this Forest result because that was a. It's great to get one over Nottingham Forest. But um, uh, Tom, Tom, you were very composed. Mm-hmm. So let me get some emotion from mm-hmm. you. How are you feeling as a Stoke City fan right right this moment in time? Yeah, I'm pretty excited and good. Josh Tymon might hate trees, but he bloody loves playing Forest, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, I, uh, the second it went in, my first reaction, as the group chat proved, was just to start <laughs> screaming, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony! I think I did it. I'm sat. I'm sat alone in my house watching it, going, Tony. I'm sat alone in my house watching it, and by the time the ball actually came to him on the stream, I had had about six messages. <laughs> Which is Chris, nice. your your, fa- your family are probably thinking that player's not called Tony. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he plays for Brentford. <laughs> It's, I mean, we uh, let's should we should we chat about the 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 goal because that yes. is that's the that's the talking point that has been shared by Quest TV and and everyone else. It's been getting plaudits everywhere. It's the reason some people are maybe tongue in cheek saying is Stoke alone are back. 
Um, but what a move! Like, what seriously? What a, I I don't know. Someone, 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 speak wonderfully about it, please. My dad rang me within the last hour, and he said he can't remember in his time supporting Stoke. A move that involved twelve, uh, sorry, twelve play, ten players. <laughs> <laughs> Time and counts three. Um, uh, that involved ten players. Um, Poor Ben will in a goal. Now. So I, so I'm willing to suggest that that is the first time that has ever happened in Stoke history. Go on, prove me wrong, Pete Smith. Prove me wrong, James Knowles. I'll take you all on. That's the first time we've ever done that in our history. A 10-man involvement. Um, so nine players touching it, including... It was just the... Mm, right, okay. <laughs> this is the spiciest meatball that has been served up in Stoke-on-Trent since the first Italian arrived. Like, just the... We've been threatening to do that all game. That kind of movement down the channels that involve the midfielders turning, finding their man, playing those triangles. But the, just the awareness of those players across the edge of the box. You had the uh, initial ball in. You had Fletcher's flick. Yeah, Sorry, br- before that you had Brown's dummy. Fletcher's flick, flick on. And the pass and the run from Tymon are Champions League standard. That is <laughs> fucking brilliant football. I'm sorry, I don't care if I'm getting melodramatic or carried away. That was fucking brilliant. That is the best goal that has ever been scored by anyone. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> that got quite aggressive towards the end. I just don't... So did the goal. It did. I mean, it certainly... I, I feel like... F- Despite it being a one nil one nil affair yesterday's game, I certainly felt like our, our, we were the team who was just completely in control. Forest were very toothless, but like we 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 just seem so together, and that move just amplifies how well this team seems to be gelling. It's I don't know why are we so nice to watch, Tom. There was a, there was genuinely a spell from about the fiftieth minute until we scored a goal where. We were like, you know when a cat catches a bird or a mouse and it's like half dead <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, and the cat lets it run away because it knows it's half dead and it's not going to get away so it goes and chases it again and it's just having a great time being a murderous rampaging machine. That was Stoke for that period of play. Um, we scored a goal that involved our goalkeeper in the build-up and, and, and our goalkeeper didn't score the goal. That's how ridiculous <laughs> it is. And... Do you know what's better than how bloody beautiful that goal was? We're going to do it again. Because we, we we nearly did it earlier in the match. Smith nearly scored uh, almost in exactly the same, but like flipped the other way around. Like when you take a selfie, uh, he nearly did it against Swansea as well. I, I, I don't know. Stoke have clearly worked on patterns of play in build-up. And my poor little brain has never, ever been prepared for that to actually be a thing that our football club's done and I could cry. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, This was going to be my main point that that hopefully isn't a ridiculously silly one. So I'll I'll, I'll say my piece on this and let you (coughs) other guys just have fun without me for a bit. Um, (laughs) Championship football is completely chaotic and um, even the very, very good games we've had in this league since we've come down, admittedly they've been few and far between, but the good games we've had, they've been decided on moments and they've been kind of a great goal has swung the game in our favour or we've, you know, launched up the pitch and, you know, took our chances or things like that. What we haven't really done since we've been down in the championship is for a sustained period of time exercise control be totally in charge of the match situation, whatever that match situation is. And in the Swansea game and against Forest, we were in charge of what we were doing. We were completely in control of that game. There is no team in this league who can go a full 90 minutes and not expect anything bad to happen to them. That's just not, not going to happen. But what we did was reduce the possibility, possibility of that happening as much and much as, as we could. So the only moments they had were one minor defensive mistake 
and Harry Suit are throwing their player into the advertising <laughs> because but, but those, yes. those are the only two real moments in the game at mm. all because we were fully in control of it and it was a mature grown up performance by let's face mm. it some of the players we've got on the pitch there very very young players and to have that yeah. sort of foresight and sort of self self-assuredness and belief and like right it's nil nil at half time bit disappointing considering where Forest are but you know what we're going to come out second half and we're just going to turn up a little notch it wasn't like there were two contrast hugely contrasting performances first and second half we just turned up that little bit extra to get the goal we needed that standard of sort of that mental acumen is completely alien to Stoke City in the championship so I'm absolutely fucking chuffed that that, is, that stems from the manager and it stems from the group of players we've got yeah, yeah. Someone actually, I saw on one of the socials. Someone put up um, a picture of O'Neill's first eleven from his first game and the team that played against Forest. And the team that he put out first is by far worth more in terms of the transfers we paid. It was a more experienced squad, etc. But like, I mean, Klukas and Allen are the only two players remaining from that eleven that are featured in yesterday's team. And I would give yesterday's team the the edge over that more experienced team any day. We just to say that some of our players are young. It, it's it's that that thing of trust in these young players. They're hungry and they want to do more. Like Jacob Brown. Like I think he's oh. just been he's he's come into this season and is just he, he's not like um, a massive goal scoring striker or anything. But it's everything else he does. He's so involved in everything um uh, the, the defense as well i mean obviously tony uh <laughs> again your adoptive son out on the left wing um scoring scoring a goal um but i think tommy smith as well has come into this season and been a lot better than he had been last season um they're just there's something about this team that even though it is quite young it just seems so together at this early stage. And when you watch us, God, for the last few seasons, how slow we have been to start a season, this is like alien territory for me. It feels very, very weird to be so so enthusiastic, but you can't help but watch them and feel enthusiastic. Um, like, yeah, Tony, what, what areas, apart from Josh Tymon, impressed you in the last few games? I wasn't going to talk about Josh Tymon's areas. Um, <laughs> Nick Powell's, on the other hand. <laughs> They're injured. Um, yeah, no, what Dave said, basically. Um, we, we had this... We used the control of the game mm. to move Forrest about and wear them out with a view that, OK, the game is 90 minutes long. If we can't break through in the first hour, we just knacker them out until we can. It was like... It was, it was like watching that cat, what Tom mentioned, <laughs> but also it, it, it was. I mean, it was great. And speaking to what you said a bit, Chris, the fact, the way they all piled on when he scored, and <laughs> they clearly like each other. And I know we've made this point mm. before in, in the past about Stoke sides of of old who did well, and all the promotion team always bang on about it about the fact that they just. They just got on, but mm. it's just really lovely. It's so wholesome. Tyrese Campbell standing behind Josh Tyrone and beaming like the proudest uncle ever, while he was doing his little "I scored a goal" interview. <laughs> just, just, just a bunch of lovely, lovely, lovely giant children, and <laughs> I love them all. Right, um, sorry, Chris. Um, I think someone's going to have to talk about Josh Tymon at some point. Uh, okay. I thought I thought Tony might say a few words, but okay, apparently not. Jeez, um, <laughs> I can't I can't say anything because it just sounds like what I always say anyway. So I have to he, leave it to somebody impartial. I mean, who would have thought it? You know, apart from Tony, obviously. <laughs> apart from Tony, like, can you imagine, like, end of last season being like, oh, Josh Tymon's going to come in? Like, he's been written off quite yeah. a few times already in his Stoke career mm-hmm. and the p- performance against Swansea and yesterday two of his well arguably his two best games in a Stoke shirt but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't just like two best games in a Stoke shirt because what's gone before has been underwhelming they were two of the best games any player will have in a Stoke shirt 
mm-hmm. this season. Absolutely enormous. He just... I, I don't know who the Forest right-back was, but jeez, what a day. What a day he's had. Like, he's he's going home. He's he, His missus has asked how it went, and he's just giving her a look and going... <laughs> does not want to talk about it. That was his norm. Like, he just... <laughs> You weren't there, he, man. Yeah, his, his mum's he, asked him how he's gone because I think he was about fifteen, wasn't he? Oh, bless him! Yeah. I feel quite feel sorry for him. Yeah, game. but it, it, yeah. oh my god, he was like, you know, you know how um, Shawcross is. <laughs> his first professional yeah. game, and he's just. I also like how he's oh, a fullback. He's well, called well, Finn back. That's fucking well brilliant. I'm making your debut, son. <laughs> <laughs> right, so clearly, clearly, two things have happened. Clearly, um, the the uh, player has experienced what Ryan Shawcross experienced on his first England appearance. Is like, oh yes, my first, my first start. Who's it against? Oh, it's oh, Prime Zlat- it's Prime Zlatan Ibrahimovic both times. And sec- secondly, Josh Tymon's clearly seen the team sheet and and seen that their fullback is called Mister F Back, and he'd be like, they're taking the piss with this, right? <laughs> It was no. I'll tell you it, what he needs to do is, um, and this will become a point about how bloody good Josh Timon is. Um, he needs to get on the phone to Dan Byrne because, as we can all remember, Dan Byrne was playing against was it Arnautovic or Asaidi, and quite famously asked him if he'd like to go and play on the other wing because he was, <laughs> it was Asaidi. He was just tearing him a new one. Now the impressive thing about this is that Josh Timon's a wing back. So not only yeah. is he being so um, uh, dynamic and aggressive with his dribbling when he's running at this poor kid, he's also defending, he's also dropping into position, he's also nullifying. I mean, forests are dreadful, but they don't have a dreadful set of attacking footballers. And mm. same with Swansea. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. I am speechless about how, how, how was- much... How how hard it must be physically, how hard it must be tactically, for him to be playing at the level he's playing at. Mm. It is incredible. There was a there was a, a bit after he scored where I think like two two Forest players had come in like uh, were, were pressing him down, and he somehow managed to do this like little like spin and a, a like almost like a little trick and managed to get out of it and I heard it like all the the ground going ooh, ooh like that type of <laughs> when someone does something really skillful and I'm like god imagine like 12 months ago saying to people that this Josh Tymon was going to feature cuz yeah he's been thrown under the bus quite a bit and, and Tony has stood by him this whole time haven't you I have I think um Partly, I'm still too worn out from the excitement of yesterday to really have composed thoughts about it. Um, but also, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say that it was always there. But was he was always making those runs, and he was just never getting the ball, and it was doing my head in every game for a lot of last season. He was making these runs, and he was on his own, just sprinting off down the left, and somebody would just pass it to not him. And I was constantly just punching the desk. But also, like a lot of a lot of last season, he was being asked to do a very different job, wasn't he? He was being a defensive midfielder. He was being just defend, just defend Josh, um, and he was doing that fine as well. So he can do that, and he and then he did it well. He's done it well this season. He's defended well, and he's he's been really good going forward all season. Mm-hmm. And it's just lovely. And I keep thinking I'm going to wake up. <coughs> I think the thing, and this isn't to, this isn't to be negative because I'm I'm desperately not being negative, but what I would say is that again he's still quite a young player, as is the likes of Jacob Brown, as are other people, and I just hope that people, when Josh Tymon doesn't have a game as good as he did against Forest, that people don't just like revert to thinking he's not good because I I don't think he's bad at all. I think he's a very very good footballer, and I think this whole team is. Um, I mean, shout out to to the the back three. Uh, I think Ostergaard, um, Ostergaard and Wilmot look like like inspired signings. Um, I'm already like what wanting us. Can we sign Ostergaard forever, please? Because he's 
like I've never, <sighs> I don't think I've ever seen, not even like Munieza, like had the <laughs> yes. adoration of the fans this quickly. Yeah. This is a week. <laughs> this is a week in which he's become everyone's favorite player. <clears throat> he, That's stunning. Like, he rem- he reminded me of uh, of Munieza at one point because he got the ball and just kept going with it at one point, and I'm like. This is a Mark Wood-Yazer-style run here. He's... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Wax lyrically. Um, uh, yeah. Ostergaard, brilliant. Now, we go- there will be... We will probably have time to discuss every player and how brilliant they were. But if I was to characterise the attitude of every player uh, yesterday, I would say it was selflessness. That was the main characteristic, mm. I think, that de- defined us yesterday. From the back three to the midfield, to the forwards. Every player in that starting eleven played a selfless role, particularly the front two. But I think all across the pitch, you've got selflessness. You've got people doing their jobs and making sensible decisions and no one thinking, right, it's nil-nil here, be nil-nil a bit too long, I want to be the hero or I'm going to make a stupid, reckless challenge because I want to look good doing it kind of thing. It was about everyone just knowing exactly what they need to do in the exact situation. Sometimes stuff didn't come off come off for us, but our heads never dropped hmm. because everyone had each other's backs as well. We were, we were to quote High School Musical, all in this together. And <laughs> it was it was fantastic. So yeah, um, back three. Uh, I think I can transition off that. I'm sticking with the back three. Like Joe Allen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it, my the thing that stuck out to me was was the the commitment to the system and the style of football and the confidence in that they they've all clearly bought into these ideas and that that is not only the way we're going to play football but the way we're going to be successful playing football and that's why Ostergaard he just loves it doesn't he he he's clearly thinking I've come to a team and I am going to get them in the Premier League and the person who probably didn't have his his best game that he's had for Stoke so far, but I thought Wilmot really impressed me with a few times he's trying to play the ball into the midfield and he's pretty much passed it straight to a Forest player and his teammates bail him out, which obviously is ridiculously important, but he doesn't get wavered by that. He still goes, right, I'm going to pass it into the midfield because that's my job, I'm going to carry on doing it. Yeah, that, that went wrong, but what's that got to do with this pass? It's just mental. It is genuinely fucking mental to see Stoke players not <laughs> second-guessing themselves. And yeah. this is where the, the football's a bizarre thing, where we wouldn't be like this if we'd, drawn, if we'd played exactly the same performance and ended up drawing three of the games that we've played so far. But they are so confident. And it, it, again, I'm getting speechless mm. because it, it's nuts. <laughs> it's so unstoke. It's just ridiculous. And... Like Dave says, from the defence to the wing backs to the midfield to the strikers, it's a team performance. And yeah, the standout performance. Josh Timer was a standout. Um, I thought Jacob Brown was a standout against Swansea. But they're only sort of standouts. They're eight out of tens, whilst everyone else is a seven and a half. Great. I'd, I'd yeah. say they're, they're nines and everybody else yeah. is an eight. Yeah. I, the thing is, we've got no frame of reference. It's really fucking difficult for us to talk about Stoke being good because how do you do it? We've got no experience of this. It's just weird. And and it's the thing you just said about Wilmot misplacing a pass and then just resetting and carrying on. The first player I can remember doing that was uh, Bursic when he first came in. Those first three games, he looked a little bit shaky at times, but mm. it didn't dent him at all. And that just seemed like, I'm not saying he did it and then everybody else has gone, oh, look at our 11-year-old goalkeeper, let's all do that. <laughs> just, just, but, just that, <clears throat> that, I don't want to say spirit, another word that isn't spirit, that's spread through the whole team of just, just yeah, we're... Enthusiasm. Self-assurance. Yeah. They yeah. look like they enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. How often does it, have we looked, watched Stoke and thought, God, yeah. we hate being here and they look like they hate <laughs> being here as well. well what's yeah. the, it's a semi-serious point. And, and, and I know it's like not the perhaps most astute of tactical points that could be made, but... If if you're a bad team, you look like you're hating every second of it. Mm. Mm. I tell you the what. Opposite? Well, I tell you what. It's it's funny that because obviously the team is feeling so confident, and they, and they they definitely look it. They look like they are just sitting on a cloud, and they believe in themselves. So they're making those more daring passes, and they're coming off because they believe that they can do it. Um, I'm gonna say I think in terms of 
the midfield, I think Joe Allen has had last two games. He's been a very good player. I think as a whole, the midfield looks really impressive. And then that's not to say as well, though, that on the bench, we look strong as well. Like, you think um, that Thompson's come on in the last few games and he has looked really good, I think. I think Thompson... Like, you could swap in those midfielders and it's... We've got... Sorry, Chris. We've got another three... So, we've got the midfield three that played yesterday. Alan, mm-hmm. Klukas and Vrancic. And we've got an alternate midfield three of uh, Thompson, Sawyers and Powell. Yeah, that's we're, yeah. fucking. We're brilliant. like that on the across, the entire team, though. That we're 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 a right yeah. we're a right wing back away from having two players in every position who I couldn't give a shit who's playing. Like I'd be happy yeah. to see mm. any of their names on the team sheet. I won't wouldn't yeah. be upset about anyone missing out because it makes sense. Because I thought Surridge was good against Swansea, but he has a rest against um, Forest because he looked a bit tired. Fine. We'll we'll carry on. It will just we'll just keep being better, and that's the one thing that I'd say. Looking at the rest of the league, they've got good players, they've got a good team, but I I genuinely don't know many championship teams who are who are so sort of doubled up in every position. And I think maybe that speaks to the fact that we lost Campbell and we shat the bed basically last season, and that's an experience yeah. for the entire team, entire coaching staff, entire backroom staff, entire transfer team that we can't be in that position again. And we're not going to be. If, if, if they keep up these levels of performance, it won't matter who's playing. Yeah, and, and I think through the substitutions like Thompson coming on, I think it's also evident that they all have each other's rhythm. There's no player who seems to be coming on and like is a little bit out of sorts and, and not really in, in the build-up of things. And that, I think, is a testament to how they're gelling in, in training. Obviously, Romain Sawyer's uh, joins, and that's an exciting signing. Um and a player who, you know, if recapturing that form that was so good for him a few seasons back, and at West Brom, to be fair, like, that's another player who not is not just uh, composed defensively in midfield, but can really spring one of those just unlocking passes to the likes of Jacob Brown to run on to. Um, I really love it. I love this team. They're just... I, I don't know why. It's... It's not just because they're they're winning, but I just I like I like this team. I like them a heck of a lot more than that eleven that I saw that O'Neill started with. Ah, oh, it's just lovely. He only came on for a few minutes, but Sawyer's looked very good, didn't he? It yeah. was a Sam- in that few minutes. He was a Samba save away from an assist in eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. nice. Yeah, um, it was good hit as well by was it Thompson? Yeah, the other JT. Do we need Do we need to? talk about Joe Allen and the fact that he did both good tackling things and good attacking things because yeah. I was genuinely I, I that, impressed yeah I was genuinely impressed with Allen as well I'll pass the floor over to Tom in a sec but um, <laughs> I think he might be he might he might be about to touch on this in a sec but what I really like about our midfield because you know when a player like Nick Powell is injured last season forget it we're done we're not, we're not doing anything but mm. now the kind of the really good thing about the way the midfield has operated so far is that it doesn't ask too much of any one player, nor does it ask too little. It's you don't you don't need to be a perfect number ten, beautiful self, uh, or a uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or a you know N'Golo Kante, Claude Makélélé destroyer. You can be mm. something in the middle and still be really effective within this midfield. Tom, over to you. I think. <laughs> Joe Allen is a luxury player, gets termed a lot at, at creative players. I think Joe Allen is the ultimate luxury player in the sense of if you can find a system where you aren't relying on him solely to, to hold his position, defend well, and you aren't solely relying on him to sort of make those last-minute runs, appear in a box and score a goal or create stuff, if you're just relying on him to tick over the press, to tick over possession and keep the team going, and he's clearly a good leader because every single young player has said this. If you can do that, that's a luxury thing to have in a championship team, someone who can do that. And I think with the back three and the and the five in the midfield with the wing backs, we've got a system where he can sort of just go about his business. He can make the easy pass but at a speed where it's not slowing the game down. He can 
do that last minute and he's done it a few times and it shows he's confident because he hasn't done it since like he first signed for us where he just runs the entire length of the pitch to someone who's about to take the ball on the half turn and either fouls them or wins the ball and both of those things are perfectly good actions to do in the position that he's in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to downplay Joe Allen, but I'm going to because it's Joe Allen. But I think O'Neill has 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 made a system that gets the best out of him. And it's weird because the midfield doesn't look balanced. On paper, Joe Allen sitting behind um, Vrancic and Nick Powell, but that's not balanced for me. That is that is a really weird midfield that, that, that isn't going to give you enough going back, but it'll give you plenty going forwards. And, and it just works. And So... yeah. So what you're saying is, we're we're all agreed that this is pretty much the best Stoke team we can remember in in recent memory. <laughs> what you're saying is, we've built the team around Joe Allen. <laughs> since he's been captain, you said, since he's been captain, we've been fucking brilliant. <laughs> we've not we've not lost a game yet, Tom, under Joe Allen as captain. We haven't. He's got it right. Here we go. Listen, Tom, no, no, listen, I, I know how difficult that was for you to say all that, okay? But I think you've done well because what you've done there is you've, you've stood up to racists everywhere. <laughs> and I'm really proud of you. Right. Ooh. Ten, ten more wins before Christmas and I will do a podcast where all I do is say sorry to Joe Allen. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. We have Fox got ten games Chris, before so Christmas. Drinking. Ten wins before <laughs> Christmas. Ten more wins before Christmas, and I'll do a podcast where all I say is sorry. Are you including <laughs> the league cup games? Uh, no, all league has to be league. I don't know how many games uh, we've got. It's definitely more than ten. It's probably. And more he has like to 15. play in them. Does Does he have to play in all the games? Um, He'll be club captain. He can, he he can be so. rested if he has a significant. Uh, period. Who no, he can't from be the, rested? Squad. It's Joe Allen. Joe, Joe Allen can never Contract be rested. Doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's been good. Uh, can I talk about Stephen Fletcher, please? Mm. Uh, um, I think uh, Stephen Fletcher, um, when is going to be one of those players who will go a bit under the radar this season, I, in that he could easily go um, maybe ten games as an example without scoring, but. Don't let anyone fool you into thinking if Stephen Fletcher doesn't score, he's not a valuable component to this team. I thought he did a very selfless role in a different way to Brown because Brown was more all action, more sort of you could see what Brown was doing, dropping off and like collecting the ball from midfield and like trying to get play going that way and working the channels and all the rest of it. Fletcher obviously can't do that, but what he does in terms of sitting on the shoulder of the defender, occupying them. And just you, well, it's part. It's part. He's one of the the ten men involved in the goal, isn't he? <laughs> that that flick is just. I think he's he's possibly, if not the most skillful player in our team, definitely the most audacious, the most willing. He's got the best feet, I would say. The best feet in our, <laughs> the best the best feet in our team, um, by some way, Stephen Fletcher. And if he if he goes all season without scoring. But puts in that standard of performance, and we keep winning. Then bloody hell, I'm happy with it. It's also it's a massive cliche, and it tends to annoy people when you mention it. But a thing you notice when players retire and they're really successful strikers, one thing they always talk about is that striker at the club when they were young that mm. they learnt loads off. And you always think, yeah, mm. you're just saying that to be nice. But I think he's one of them. I think he's one where Jacob Brown's like, okay. When I'm not running around like a slightly better John Walters, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do, and and I think that speaks well to Surridge as well, who's obviously come in and and been pretty good. I mean, he looked a little bit off it maybe yesterday, but he's like, what well, he scored two in his first two, didn't he? Um, but just just the player you want to have knocking about, playing some games, not necessarily playing all the games because he's ancient, but just the kind of person you want. It for the dressing room, but mm-hmm. you know, particularly with a with a young squad, he's, mm. he's, and he's re- he has. I mean, we've obviously got him at the end of his career in his pomp. He was he was a very good player, despite being Scottish. He was he could actually score goals <laughs> and everything. <laughs> so yeah, the only Scottish man to have ever attempted a Rabona, of course. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, on purpose. Yes. <laughs> okay, one one more thing about the forest game, then. Um, question for the floor. What do you hate most about Knott's Forest? For me, <laughs> it's the way they sing that by far the greatest team the world has ever seen, all weird and wrong. Uh, they're, they're, they're one of those teams who put the extra the extra um, noise. Um, what do you call yeah. those noises? Yeah. Seen. Shut up, yeah. fuck off. Walk home. Um, so my train to the game yesterday was via Derby. Now, it turns out the Nottingham to Stoke trains had a bit of an issue yesterday. So um, that meant that thousands of Nottingham fans... Uh, sorry, sorry, I should get this correct because I know it annoys people. Thousands, thousands of Knott's Forest fans uh, <laughs> boarded uh, at Derby. And so it was a bit like the last chopper out of Saigon. Um, <laughs> but um, we were on this two-carriage rattler from Derby to Stoke. So sorry. Why, in the name of all that is holy, on a match day between Stoke and Notts Forest, it is East Midlands trains putting on a two carriage rattler? Forget that. Anyway, got moved on to another train. Ninety nine percent not Nottingham Forest. Sorry, Notts Forest fans. Nottingham County, Notts Forest. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> their their songs are ninety five percent about hating Derby or Derbyshire, which is you know what, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three percent about winning the European Cup in 1982. Uh, they they won a European Cup, but they they don't go on about it. And then there was there was a chant about Chris Commons being a Judas, which was fucking ironic. And, um, <laughs> and I think there was a chant about Dexter Blackstock. Um, oh, actually, there was one other chant, which is Stoke is a shit hole. I want to go home, which became more and more prescient as the uh, day developed. I think. Um, but yeah, it just the the noises that come from their mouths, <laughs> and and it's worse than that, isn't it? Because they're still not the oldest football team in the football league. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's another thing that really it, annoys me is their youth as a club. Yeah, yeah. If they were, if they were a few years older, they might have won that game. They might mm-hmm. have exactly. <laughs> the experience would have been there, but no, no, they're just a little bit useless, aren't they? Can we? Can we? Uh, roll it back a few days to the to the Swansea game to talk about Sam Klukas and his new banner on Twitter, which is him holding his shirt up to Swansea fans. I mean, I know we maybe, say it a lot. Maybe Chris, I think. Have you ever like had like a wasp or a butterfly like get get inside your shirt and you need to take it off quickly? Yeah. You just like get you know Ooh, waft, waft it, it out, waft yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he was doing that. I think he was. Oh, it's so funny, isn't it? Like, have you seen all the, like, Swansea fans filming? Oh, God, it's that dickhead again! It's that ginger prick! That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, bless him. I mean, that. so, I'm, I know we haven't spoken much about the Swansea game, which is funny, because... We won it that was one amazing. By... It was, it was, we were, was great. We were three 0 up away at Swansea. Where we uh, the, the previous podcast we said about how we never do anything at Swansea, yeah. and we just uh, apart from take them apart. <laughs> it, was <great. laughs> it it was so much fun. I mean, and all Lucas's the goals. Goal was great football. Great God, football yeah. goals. Mm. Just goals and fun and happiness. Yeah, Ostergaard's uh, celebration on his on his goal was just. I don't, Yeah, it, you just. What we were saying about this team just seeming really happy at the moment, it just was reinforced by him diving and kicking the hell out of a, a flag. Oh, it was... <laughs> they just... Was it Harry yeah. who then repaired the flag? Harry Suter went and, <laughs> and put it back together and Such put it back in very carefully while everybody else was going mental, bless him. But he Aww. took it off Suter's head, didn't he? <laughs> to, to hit the post and yeah. then finished the, the scramble that resulted, which was lovely. It, mm. Oh, and Powell scored the other one, didn't he? Before he went off. Yeah, that was which, lovely. Which was really bad because we were, we were definitely not going to be any good at football ever again after Powell went off. And then it turns Nick, out... Yeah, Nick Powell returning to my favourite unexpected Nick Powell trope from last, last season, which was, Nick Powell is good at heading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, if I can bring us down to our usual dire level. There is... People are are arguing, some people, those really negative people, are saying that we have played some really, really poor teams. And, and are we just 
looking good because these teams are really, really poor. And the proof will be in the pudding when we play away to Fulham. Which is nonsense because Fulham are also very, very, very good. And I still maintain that a point at Craven Cottage would be an awesome result for this team. Hmm. But is is there an argument? I mean, there has been some shit in this division, hasn't there, so far? Right? Yeah. Um, me and Tom walked back to Stoke Station uh, from the game yesterday, and the, the, we came to the conclusion that about 12 teams in this division are, quote, in the mud. So you obviously have <laughs> Forest at the bottom of the league there with four defeats from four games. The only team to have lost all four games, and they're in the mud. Now, Sheffield United... Um, uh, yeah, turns out they're us from the season after we got relegated, yeah, so that's yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, Blackpool haven't won yet. Jury's out on Blackpool, definitely. Newly promoted side. Preston, diabolical team. But I think, did they beat Peterborough yesterday? Yes. Or? Okay, mm-hmm. so Peterborough obviously, obviously shit if they're losing to a shit Preston. And then there's <laughs> there's Hull and Reading, who are shit. And there's Bristol City, who are shit. And Derby County, who are doing quite well, but they're shit. Um <laughs> Huddersfield are doing all right. They're in tenth place. They've won two games, but they're really shit. Um, <laughs> like Coventry and fourth are, are pretty shit. But like, um, like y- yes, there are some bad teams in this league. Um, and what I think p- perhaps is happening, I really hope this is happening, is we are starting to show that we are not in that sort of swamp of teams who will just kind of blurge about poisoning the environs with their horrible horrible toxins we are hopefully showing now by turning games which we would have drawn last season into wins that we are just a level above them now that's Mm. what I'm hoping is starting to happen yes uh, I think this is going to be the toughest fixture of the season this well on, on paper it is the toughest fixture of the season in terms of form it's the toughest fixture as well if we get anything from this game, that is bloody marvellous. Um, Fulham, they're perhaps they're perhaps not amazingly good, but they have the attacking quality to completely blitz any team in this league, and that includes mm. us. So we go there hoping, but not expecting. Definitely, I have three points. Yeah, and 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 I'll. I'll throw over to Tony if you are going to talk about how, yeah, we shouldn't get carried away because my three points are all about how we should actually get carried away. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, I can, I can come up with someone on the fly because I'm pretty, I'm very weirdly buoyant. I mean, I basically don't remember anything after about oh, 10 past four yesterday. Um, but yeah, um, I think we're Stoke. So. Anything yes. could happen. Michael O'Neill is the Stoke City manager. So while he is the best manager ever, it's important to remember that he's got that tie on that says Stoke City on it. It has that little badge. So literally anything could happen. He, he could put. He could pick Stephen Fletcher in goal. Um, he could make a sub before 75 minutes. <laughs> the, the world could be turn, turned upside down at absolutely any minute. We also might get fucking tons of injuries and have to play all the kids who admittedly the previous times we've we've played the kids we've then sold them to Burnley for loads of money and not missed them at all Um, but at some point we'll run out of kids um, and then we'll have to get old men on loan from Tranmere or something but uh, it's important (laughs) to remember although we're good we are still stoked so it could all go to shit really quickly yeah, over to you, Tom. That's yeah. That's that's my first point of three. We're Stoke, so get carried away because it's been fucking awful for six years, and you best <laughs> fucking enjoy this because it might not stay. It might go away. Point one. Point two. We smashed Swansea and we smashed Forest, playing fairly different setups, sort of. Swansea, we let them have the ball because we know they're a bit shaky out the back and we press them well. And yeah, we do that against all teams, but we very much focus on that. Forest, we had a lot of the possession and we played against them like a good team would. And point number three, and this is definitely the most important point. Artem Dan Juma was the highest non-penalty goal and assister per 90 um, over the set amount of minutes that this football website I'm looking at uh, gives people with the highest in the league at 0.8 non-penalty goals and assists per 90 minutes. 
Tyrese Campbell, in the minutes that he played, had 0.91 non-penalty goals and assists. I'm not messing around. If Tyrese Campbell comes back and he comes back at the level that he was at before he got injured, we've got the best player in the league. Just We do. The stats, they're there. I'm looking at them on my other screen. It's there. I can read them. Yeah. They're there. What I like, what I like about that though, as well, is that the big, especially last season when Tyrese got injured and everyone was kind of like, "Oh, we've, we've, we're shit now because our best player's injured." There was that worry. At least I was worried that when he comes back, there would be such a reliance on him that if he isn't at that level, if it takes a while to come back from injury, then people are going to be like, "Oh, he's not the same after his injury." I feel like he has the time now. To, I feel like Jacob Brown is playing really well. That there is no pressure to rush Campbell back into this lineup because we're playing we're playing decent. He's he can come back and be eased into this squad and eased into games, and it doesn't have to be shit. We need you back right this second, and that's great. That's really good. But I am scared a bit of Fulham. I've got to be honest; <laughs> they do scare me a little bit. We've got mm. we've got Donny Rovers first, though, haven't we? Yeah. Another happy South Yorkshire game. But in the potteries, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It'd, it'd be nice it'd be nice to see um Tom Ince again. <laughs> Will it? <laughs> <laughs> well, by all accounts he had a good game against uh who was it? It was shit Northwest team. Fleetwood? Mm. Fleetwood, yeah. Um yeah, by all accounts he had a good game. It will be hopefully useful to see some rotation in the League Cup. And, yeah, it's just going to be a game that happens. Preview. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you anything, really, about Doncaster Rovers. The, I mean, what's your hopes for this? Are you wanting a cup run, or are you really not that bothered? Are they all yeah. just a dish? Yeah? Yeah, you why not? You fancy it? Why not? Okay, fair Go enough. For it. We've got two let's, teams. Let's... Let's, let's let's bring Arsenal to our place. No, we can't because oh West Brom are going to knock you... them out. Unfortunately, I don't know if you've seen West oh, Brom they, play, oh, they got West Brom. but they couldn't oh, be okay. any more Arsenal. Philic, um, if they oh, tried. It's be funny there, isn't it? It is going to be. That is going to be funny. Oh, man, I can't wait. I do want them to get knocked out by West Brom. That would just make me chuckle a little bit that. too much. I've started being pessimistic now, so I'm I'm sort of stuck in that up now. But I should oh, point no. out, Don Donny have had pretty much the worst start to their season since that season they did a documentary about. Um, Good, what an so excellent they... time to be playing them. Then. <laughs> exactly, just like so, North Forest. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely losing. I was going to say like this, but this well, is what people were saying. Oh, Forest! Oh, here comes Charity, registered Charity, Stoke City, and and look what we did. they proved them. They proved us all wrong. So. Not twice. It's in at our place. Days, <laughs> come on, come on, yeah. we can do it. I believe, and you believe as well, Tony. Deep down. Yeah, but I can't say that because then I'll jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about transfers? Then there is not much time left in the window. Um, what do we want to see? Do we want to see anything? Are we happy with the team? The, the Liam Delap keeps getting. Recommended, uh, or, or not rec- rumored? Sorry, um, but I'm kind of I, I don't know. Is that a player? Where where does he fit in? <laughs> where does he <laughs> right wing fit? back? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Ooh, yeah. Now you're talking. Delap, right wing back. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's the only position we actually do need. Like like Tom said about having two in every position. It's only right wing back where that's not really the case. Um, so. Yeah, one of them would be good. Uh, I saw a reluctant Nico tweet about, uh, you know, Stoker, the favourites to get him. Uh, mm. Just a reminder that everyone on Twitter who tweets about transfer transfer rumours is a fraud and a shyster. <laughs> and you should, you should be thoroughly, thoroughly ignored. And, oh, what about Fabrizio Roman? No, him too. Oh, oh what about um, so-and-so? No, him too. They're all frauds. Not uh, Pete Smith. Unless he's John Percy. No, no, Pete Smith reports official news. Percy, Percy it only tweets things when they actually happen. So there's there's Percy and there's Pete Smith, and then you've got a load of screaming children begging for attention. <laughs> well, there you go. 
I'm just bitter from the time John Cross sent me an RC <laughs> email once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we have any? I'm going to say any preference on on right wing backs, but uh, who who even knows? I wouldn't have even suggested like Ben Wilmot. So I I know nothing about transfers. Uh, uh we got linked with Todd Kane, didn't we? Right. Oh right yeah, back. we did. Kane, the biggest, the biggest Kane deal of the of the transfer winner. Um, oh no, no, I don't yeah. want to do it just for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just the shit banter. <laughs> I don't want to be down on anyone, but can we not have a uh, Finn back? <laughs> Very good. Yes. Um, just ahead of us losing uh, at Craven Cottage, uh, can someone prepare the Neil Warnock? That's the fucking difference. We're in London, aren't we? Eh? Because that yes. will that will be the difference. <laughs> um, shall we? There's some listener points for us to to quickly go over. Um, we have uh, discussions on songs with Timon's name in them. I mean, I I don't know. I, I reading just reading people writing lyrics. Uh, I, I can't imagine it. So. I don't know. I don't like it when people like say, "Oh, let's sing this." I can't. No, yeah. you sing e- it, and e- I'll e- listen. E- every every Stokes on suggested on Twitter usually ends up horribly, or it doesn't even work on Twitter. That's yeah. if you've ever tweeted a song and it doesn't even work like hypothetically in your head. That's a bad <laughs> one. When they when they don't scan, like that's like nails down a blackboard to me. When someone like, "Oh, we should do this to this theme tune," and it's like it doesn't even fit the. The syllables yeah. of the song that you're suggesting. So why on earth I like, you sing that? I like that it's like, uh, yeah, that you you suggest all these. Yes, it's like the lyrics are go on Josh Time, and it's like, oh, it's to the tune of um, Paperback Writer. But like, How? How? What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Ostergaard song though. That 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 is, yeah, that is a, yeah, an internet one that has really. Got the got the suits the dude too. Sam Hill says. Sam Hill says, "Don't get me wrong, I'm desperate for Stoke to go up, but the Championship is miles better and more fun than the Premier League, isn't it?" Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, agreed. Definitely. Right, let's be the first club in the history of the English game to go up and then simply refuse to. Imagine, imagine the, the source. Corinthians will definitely have done that at some point. Stevenage did it years ago because the ground wasn't quite up to scratch. That doesn't really count. Do but yeah, you can just decline the promotion but take the money. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. stay top of a championship break, forever and break like Barcelona and form, B. Break away and form a championship Super League with all our newfound wealth. <laughs> just play Arsenal and Nottingham Forest, so Notts Forest every other Saturday and West Brom and win. And yeah, just beat them. I'd, that'd be, I'd, I'd, yeah, that'd be fine. Like an Uren Cup, but just for the Midlands and North London, <laughs> and, and just just kick the shit hey. out of them every Saturday and hey. just be happy. Uh, yeah, I'd lo- I'd love us to play the Uren Cup over and over again. We piss it. <laughs> it's Stoke though we'd find a way to not piss it and we'd finish bottom of our <laughs> self-made free league <laughs> yeah. George asks with Fulham next do you think there'll be any tweaks to account for the higher level of quality and how on earth do we fit all our players in when Campbell and Powell are fully fit also Tony have you calmed down yet can I take the first two A, for it. A yeah maybe B yeah dunno <laughs> Um, <laughs> brilliant that's that is the that's why people ask us questions you know yeah. for that level of like thought provoked <laughs> answer it's, it's been a longer podcast than usual Chris I'm tiring yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to sleep yet <laughs> that answers C then oh. <laughs> um, what else have we got uh, Tofa Noel says how many games do we need to win before the curse our podcast placed and on Stoke City Football Club is lifted however many you've we've said... lost since it started oh, I think it's you Dave who's responded with 46 right when um, we win a major trophy we will ceremonially ceremonially bury this podcast somewhere <laughs> and you'll never hear you'll, you'll simply never hear from us again I, yeah. I, I, inc- I include League Cup League Cup FA Cup Premier League Champions League, 
What about your open conference? Just, we're, we're uh, you know what? I take it. Yeah, yeah. burying it. <laughs> just heads up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dom uh, Smith says when does it all go wrong Tuesday uh, September 2022 no Tom come on no I want to it it's never going to go wrong ever okay. it's going to be great well, it's going wrong because we're in the Premier League and we start getting battered by good teams that's, that's what that was <sighs> come on this Tom did you not podcast. hear you with all your points about how nice our players yeah, are in the championship <laughs> Which, as we know, is, is a better league than the Premier League. You just said, yeah, exactly. I mean, look at Arsenal; they're dog shit, and they're in Premier hoist, League. Hoist by your own petards, Tom. Take that, Tom. You sanctimonious. We've got Alan Joe Allen, Tom. Racist. Allen, racist. <laughs> Stoke City's left wang. <laughs> <laughs> Is that account still going? I don't know. Or have they given I don't up? Know. Don't know. <laughs> oh, bless them. Bless them. Shall we? Shall we play uh, the Nathan Jones game? Yeah, Jones loving. Yeah, well, uh, now we I haven't actually university. covered why it's called the Nathan Jones game. Although I guess every single listener has worked it out. It's because probably... under Nathan Jones, getting no points is a good thing, according to me. Well, what mm. I, what I want to say. Is that listeners? You will remember in the last podcast, Tom wasn't here, and and Zach Zach was. And, Speaking and of Zach, revisionism, yeah, Zach was really kind, and and he he put forward an estimate of of the results in on Tom's behalf. What have you done, Tom? Well, I put my own what in before he did that, and mine were better than his. So, but you weren't on the podcast. Oh, so people just, wouldn't so, know so, what so, you said. Sorry, you are you saying picked. you're saying you're better than the Americans? <laughs> Arrogant. <laughs> so hang on, you had two sets of results, and then you waited till after the game to then pick which results favoured you better. Yes, I and I think when you read the results now, Tom, I, I might be in first I think place. People will see why we're aggrieved. <laughs> so what? No, 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 no. I'm in first place. <laughs> no, no, Tony, hashtag Tom, taint, tainted title. I, I, How's it looking? I, I, I mean, I'm happy to throw it to the listeners of the podcast to a. And definitely vote that I should have Zach's predictions and B, have um, remembered what they are because I've deleted them so I can't revise my total, sorry. Otherwise I would. Um, Yeah, so Tony, who predicted we'd lose both games 1-0, got the most points with 12. Uh, Chris has 11. Dave has 10 and I have 9 until revise scores go so we need a double you prediction you will have 11 uh, is that how many I'll have ok right he said 4 didn't he yeah he I said 4 remember. but he, I can't remember what his Swansea score was anyways Doncaster and Fulham please gentlemen oh um, we will beat Doncaster 2-1 we will lose 2-0 at Fulham thank you Dave mm. We at home, aren't we, Donny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't say a one-nil loss for that. Nil-one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're away at the the Michael Jackson Stadium. Um, so. No, it's one-nil. The... Yeah, it's one not the Michael Jackson Stadium. It's the Tony Khan All Elite Wrestling Stadium, sponsored by CM Punk, because he owns them. So oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, and the Michael Jackson statues at the Football Museum in Manchester now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do they want a massive flag? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say we're going to beat Doncaster Rovers uh, 2-0. Yeah. And then we are going to lose to Fulham 1-0. I am going to say... Um, Oh, fuck, what am I going to say? Now, this will be recorded, yeah, Tom. Mm-hmm. It's on a podcast. You can't revise this one. I'm um, not writing it down this week. Oh, yeah, that was what I was supposed to say, because Zach said, what would I say? What did Zach say I'd say about the games? I'd say bring back in Beulah. So, there we go. There's yeah, the yeah, final yeah. one, yeah. bring back in Beulah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we will draw one all with Doncaster and, and win on penalties. That's just a bonus one. Uh, and we will draw two all with Fulham. Oh, yeah. sounds a cracking Goals. game. 
in your world. Goals, goals, goals. Now, what does Zach think? What does Zach think, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Zach thinks the football season doesn't start until September. Pun about American football. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this has been a nice little podcast. It's rare that we get uh, wizards where everything seems so rosy and happy. So, as Tom says, let's enjoy it while we can, hey? Because. Who knows when it will go back to being dour and depressing. But Death lurks at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's definitely been definitely been a fun a fun week. Uh, do you, any of you have any other business you wish to attend before we we say goodbye? One thing: can we just comment on? And it's definitely approved because it's just time content. How how Stoke asked on Instagram to describe the goal with an emoji, and he described it with the Brazil flag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's just brilliant. I love that kid. Yeah, oh, man. Good on him. Um, Good on that boy. Uh, I'll just say in tribute to Sean Locke, I hope Sam Klukas scores again because it's like having a carrot in the box. Oh, oh. Tony, anything? No, I'm fucking. Last honestly. word. Your last word. Last word um, on Josh Timon. Oh, I'm going to cut in when I edit this a clip of me saying I thought Josh Timon was good and Dave and you laughing at me. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'll spoil that now uh, and just say I thought Josh Timon was good. <laughs> and well, I think we all would agree with you on this one, Tony, as would everyone else. Right, we will see you next time, hopefully after another nice week. But if not, let's not get too downhearted, hey? It's it's fun while it lasts. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have yourselves a lovely week. Stay safe. Look after each other. And as important as ever, go on, Stoke and Josh Timon. He's from home. <laughs> I thought Josh Timon was really good. <laughs> Tony, we've all had a bit to drink.